All right, so today's daf is daf Ayin Hey, page 75, Meseches Yavamas. And we are up to the third line from the top of the Amr. Very first word. Utlosa Kroy Lamli. Says the Gemara, we showed um, a connection from the, uh, from the Psukim by Truma, where it says, if you have a Kaye, I'm sorry, Ish Ish, if you have a man, a man key from Mizara Aaron, from the children of Aaron, who Tsarua is of, he's a Tsarua, he's a Mitzayra, or he's a Zav, he's not let eat from Kachim until he purifies himself, okay? So it says, it, um, it says, Truma, that's one Pasuk, Mizara Aaron, and then it says, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Then it says he becomes purified, and then it says also Uba Hashem Tahir. When the sun sets, he becomes Tahar. And then again, it talks about a woman who's a Tvulyaim who is um, who is permitted. Uh, who is per, uh, when she becomes? I'm having an on over here. When she becomes permitted to eat truma. So basically, we find three different places where it tells us that once a person becomes pure, only then are they permitted to eat truma. And the Gemara's question here is, Why don't you need three different sukkim telling me that you're not allowed to eat truma until you actually become pure? Whew. Okay, so that was um, a long way to say something quite simple. Says the Gemara like this, I'll tell you why I need three different sukkim telling me that one who's tame um, is Forbidden Tichuma until their purification process. The Madashar Yitar, if the Torah would have just used the Pasuk of Mi Ish Ish, is not letting eat Truma until he becomes Tahar. I wouldn't know with what he becomes Tahar. Okay, so it's letting us know the actual process. Because of Rachmana, the Torah says, Oh, let me explain to you. You need nightfall. Only by nightfall, then you're letting Truma. Because Rachmana Bosham, if they would have only written about the nightfall, Havamina Dalab Barkabara would say, Listen, even though you already have nightfall, but you didn't bring your carbon on day number eight, and that's, uh, and that's the only time you're letting Truma with nightfall. Again, when, when, what would I have thought? I would have thought you're only letting Truma with nightfall when you had no Chi of carbon on the eighth day. But maybe if you're the type of, if you had the type of Tuma, you had the type of impurity that obligates you to, to, uh, bring a carbon. Maybe you're not allowed to eat truma until the carbon's actually brought. <coughs> Therefore, Kasev Rachmana Ad Malais. Therefore, the Torah raised the pasuk of Ad Malais. Ad Malais means a woman who gives birth. She has to, where even where she's mechuyev to bring a carbon. Even in such a case, she's allowed to eat truma once you hit nightfall. Because of Rachmana Ad Malais, if the would have written the pasuk until she finishes her days. Of Tara, Havamina, I would have thought that even if she finishes her days of Tumah, her seven days, even if she didn't yet go to the mikvah, she could eat Shuma, because Rahman, Yitar. So the Torah says, Arash Yitar, until you become Tahar, which we know include, uh, means going to the mikvah. According to the Tano argues on the Tano debate, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel's Yeshiva, the Omar, who say, The Pasuk dealing with a Zav who saw three emissions, and by the way, once you have three emissions, like we learned yesterday, that means you're obligated in a carbon. A two emission Zav has to wait seven days. A three emission carbon obligates you to bring a carbon, and we know a Metzira certainly has to bring a carbon. And and the pasuk of Arashar Yitor means until you bring a carbon. So now we're going to have two two psukim 
both of them referring to someone who has to bring a carbon, telling me the same halacha. Why do I need two psukim to tell me the same thing about uh, as far as kachim is concerned? Because either way, I have two psukim letting me know that if I'm a chuyiv in a carbon, if I'm obligated in a carbon, I'm not letting my juma until the carbon's brought. Answer the Gemara Tzvichi, it's necessary. It's only written that you're not allowed to eat your kachim until you bring a carbon by a, or by a woman who gave birth. I would say, listen, when a woman gives birth, it's a very long process until she brings a carbon, right? If she has a if she has a male, it's going to be after forty days. If she has a female, it's going to be after eighty days. That's a long wait. Of a bizarre malay, but by a zav, where it's only a seven day wait, I would say that that uh, you could eat kachim even before you brought a carbon. There's a leniency there, perhaps. Because there's less days of tumah. Because Rahman Bazov, if the Torah would have only written that by a zav. You're not allowed to eat kachim until the carbon was brought. I would say that is because uh, he, he was never the word hutar comes the word mutter. He was never removed from that rule from that from that klal aval But by a yeledes a malay, I would say that she doesn't wait tricha. Therefore, I need it. Let's explain what this is. So let's explain this logic. If a man has a, an emission that makes him into a zav. Even once he's done the purification process, is he still capable of becoming, is he still capable of having a flow? Yeah, that's part of the way the male body performs. There's an automatic capability. When a woman, however, completes the process of after having given birth, having waited 40 days or 80 days, could she become an automatic Yaledas again? No. You have to have a pregnancy, you have to have a birth. You're not betiras this anymore. Since you're not betiras this anymore, I would say maybe for her there's actually a leniency and she would be allowed to eat him even before the carbon is brought. So where we're holding right now, what right now what we've clarified is that when a person is obligated within their purification process to bring a carbon, they're not allowed to eat him until the carbon's actually brought. However, if they're not going to be obligated to bring a carbon, then they would be permitted to eat, let's say, truma once the sun sets on day number seven, having gone to the mikvah. So if they went to the mikvah on day number seven, the sun sets, you're tar. Unless you have a chi of carbon on day number eight, you're going to have to wait for kachim until that passes. Okay. Says the Gemara Vaiter. It says it should be put in the water. Now, what's it? So, obviously, this is referring to an item. When an item becomes tame and you, you uh, dunk it into the mikvah, also, it has to wait till nightfall until it becomes tahar. Now, why do I want it to become tar? Because I want to be able to put truma inside of it. Here's the Gemara's question. You ready? This is where Harash explains the kasha. If you already told me that as far as Hilchas truma is concerned, and I was tummy during the day. I needed to wait for nightfall in order to be allowed to eat shuma. Why would I think that when an item becomes tummy, it's any different? If the Gemara is asking, if when the Gavra is tummy, you need to wait for nightfall to be allowed to eat shuma, why did the Apostle tell me that when the item was tummy, it has to wait until nightfall? Lachora, I, I, would, I would be able to know according to logic, whenever something's tummy and you wait for nightfall, now it's tar. Why do I need a pasuk by the Gavra and the Chefza? So it says the Gemara. Amr of Zera. Zera says, I'll tell you why. 
Linagia. It's teaching us about an item that went to the mikvah. It's even not, you're even not allowed to have it touch something that is truma. Forget putting truma inside of it. I'm not allowed to have it even touch truma. Meaning, the tiny we learned in the Bryce of the it is Tomei, Yocho Lako. I would think that this thing that became Tomei is Tomei for everything. It's come, it's, you know, it's, uh, once it's Tomei, you gotta make sure it stays away from anything that's sanctified. Tambud Laimar Vitoher. Therefore, it says no. It says, Vitoher, it should be Tohar, which means there's actually, in some sense, it's going to have an element of Tahara even before night comes. Okay, you got it? So if it would say, Vitome, it is Tome, then I would say, okay, completely Tome. But it's, instead it says, Vitoher, then it shall be Tohar, which means there's a Tara process, uh, um, there's a Tara state that already exists. And if it would have just said Vitoher, Okay, so, so what's the bottom line? How, what am I supposed to take from this? Beautiful. So listen to this. When you have something that was, that, that it, was put in the mikvah, didn't yet have nightfall. If it touches Meiser Shani, then the Meiser Shani remains Tahar. However, if it touches Shuma and higher level of Tama, that's going to become Tameh. Like we spoke about in Shal Shudas, the, the more Kadosh something is, the more sensitive it is when Tuma creeps up on him. Says the Gemara of Epochana, why don't I, why don't I switch it around? Maybe it means Khan. Kan the Meiser, Kan the Truma, maybe Kan the Meiser means by Meiser you have to wait for nightfall, and by Truma there's already an element of Tara. It says the Gemara, no, Mestabrak, Yechid the Chamir, Achila the Truma, Mechila the Meiser, Achinami Chamir, Nagia the Truma, Nagia the Meiser. Since in generally, a Truma is more Machmir than Meiser, certainly when it comes to eating, we're going to say the same thing is true as far as touch. Beautiful. Okay. Viva Yasema, or you could say, in addition to Rabzeira, okay, so again, what was our question? Why, if I already know that by the Gavra, when the guy goes to the mikvah, he has to wait until nightfall to be completely tar, why do I need a posuk of Bamayim Yuva, the Tomei Araref, by the Chefza, by the item itself, that, that it, you have to wait till nightfall? Why do I need that posuk? So, Viba Yasema, another possible answer is, Nagiyah de Truma Mehachanafka, the, the, um, halachis of, Truma, of what's allowed to touch Truma, is learned out from here. Yeah. After a woman has a child, so she's not allowed to touch anything that is Kaidesh. Not allowed to touch anything that's Kaidesh. Okay. Maybe it's talking about if a person, if a person touches Truma. So, but the Gemara, I'm, I skipped two words, I'm sorry. Two important words. If you t- can't touch it, that's a warning not to eat truma. Okay, so if you have this woman who had a baby, and then she's a, she becomes, a, she gains the status of a tful yayim, she's not allowed to eat truma. Hang on, to eat truma. Maybe she just can't touch truma. The Torah compares... Kaidesh, things that are holy to the Mikdash. Ma Mikdash Tavar Sheish Ben Tilas Neshama. Incredible. Just like if a person goes into the Mikdash when he's not allowed to. When's he not allowed to? When he's Tomei. And what's the Chiv? The Chiv is Kares. Av Kaidesh. So do by Kaidesh. Dabar Sheish Ben Tilas Neshama. We're only dealing with something that you'd lose your life over. 
If you touch it, there's no chi of garis. And they said, Tara uses expression of touching, if we're only talking about eating. means It's letting us know that um, if it's taka usher to touch, I'm sorry, if it's taka usher to eat, then it's also going to be usher to touch. Now, not that there's going to be a chi of garis. The chi of garis is on the eating, but the same way there's a prohibition on the eating, so too, there is a prohibition of the touching. Okay, period. End of that conversation. End of that Gemara. And now, for the next while, okay, um, actually uh, for the, the uh, remainder of the daf, we're now going to completely shift course and get back into our Mishnah that discusses, um, uh, that discusses the mumen, the blemishes, of a Kayan. So our Mishnah Daf Ayin Amaralaf, 78, in the beginning of our parak, the Mishnah said that a Pachua Daka, okay, if you have a Kohen who had uh, wounded testicles, Ukros Shivcha, Pachua Daka, Ukros Shivcha, so either was wounded or crushed, or the Aver, the male member, was cut off, okay? So the halacha is that they're allowed to eat truma, but their wives are not allowed to eat truma. All right, and then the Mishnah explained exactly what a what a uh, how a person takes on the status of a petsua daka and a cross shifcha. So here we go. Says the Gemara, petsua daka. If you have a kohen who is in this category of a petsua daka, okay, so there's something wrong with the testicles, or something wrong with the with the Aver, so we said they're allowed to eat Shuma, their Avodim are allowed to eat Shuma, but their wives are not allowed to eat Shuma. Says the Gemara, Man Tana Mishtameres to be Absula Dairaisa Achla. Who is the Tana who teaches that if there's a woman who's waiting to be married to some to a man who's biblically forbidden to her, she's still allowed to eat Shuma? Who would that be? Amar Abelazar, B'machlaikas Shinuya. This is Amachlaikas, Rebelazar, Reb Shimani. And the psak ultimately is according to Rebbe Lazar and Reb Shimon, okay, who holds that um, if you have somebody who's waiting to be married as to a forbidden man, but as long as they didn't actually have relations yet, they're still um, they're, uh, they're still permitted tichuma. Rabbi Yechon Amar says, "Afilu Tamer Rabbi Meir." You could even say the Tana of our Mishnah is Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir says, "If you're Shemeres, if you're waiting for a forbidden relationship, you can't." But Shani Hacha Shekvar But here we're dealing with a, a woman who already had been eating truma beforehand. She already been eating truma. Okay, why? Because um, she. It's, it's, the the cross shivcha happened once she was already waiting for him. Okay, she was already waiting for him, and then afterwards the problem happened. Rabbi Lazar, according to Rabbi Lazar, he says that just because shekvaracha she was already eating, that's not uh, that's not enough of a svara. Because if you don't say that he's of that opinion, anytime you have a basis role, if you have a regular Yisraelis who marries to a Kohen and the Kohen died, she should be allowed to eat Shuma because she was already started eating Shuma. And so obviously our Blazer argues in that. Rabbi Echanan, but Rabbi Echanan is going to say, there is different because once the husband dies, he no lo- she's no longer considered his acquisition. Only if you're an acquisition of a Kohen. Are you allowed to eat 
Chuma, and the reason why you're not allowed to eat, even though previously she was allowed to eat, is because the whole the whole original heter fell out. But But over here, if you have a Kohen, who's a Petsua Daka Kroshivcha, yeah? And he put a ring on a woman, he, I'm sorry, you have a Kohen, puts a ring on a woman's finger, and then he becomes a Petsua Daka Kroshivcha. Does he still have an acquisition on her? You better believe he still has an acquisition on her. Because it was a, uh, the, the, nothing's uprooted just because he became a Petsua Daka and a Kroshivcha. And therefore, the, and therefore, I would have thought that, the, or I would say, actually, the status is different. That even though when her husband dies, she can't go back that, to Truma, she can't continue eating Truma, she can't go back to eating Truma, is because she's no longer an acquisition of the Kayim. But as long as she remains an acquisition of the Kayim, perhaps we'll say she may be allowed to continue eating. Okay? Then the Gemara gets into the nitty-gritty, and this is going to be an Amud of biology. Tanarabona. I'm sorry, Ezehu Patua, who is considered to be a Patua Daka. Tanu Rabbana, the rabbis learned in Soshui. Ezehu Patua Daka, who's considered somebody with a Patua Daka crushed or wounded testicles. Kol Shenifzu Beitzim Shalai. As long as they were hurt, okay, now um, the Mepharshim here explain, they, Vafilu Achas Mehem, any time that the testicles, which is a source of uh, the ability to father a child. Um, so anytime that's impacted, that's when we say that, uh, that that's when we say that um, it's going to be usher to be married to him. So, even if it's one of them, and this is true, even if one of the testicles were completely punctured throughout uh, through, uh, through, from, from one side to the other, and even if some of it uh, um, got ruined, and even if a piece of the testicle is now missing, very a, a fascinating case, and that is, if you have someone who who um, who has a beitza achas, only has one testicle, that's called a srischama. What's a srischama? So a srischama is a type of person that is sterile because of it. Literally means because of the sun. Over here, it means nature. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu just made that person in that way, where nature dictates that, that, that you know, this is their reality, they punked, can't have children, that actually does not forbid. It's not going to forbid in any way, shape, or form this, per, this person from marrying. So basically his opinion is that it would be mutter. Says the Gemara, You're going to say that somebody who, who only has a beitza achas is considered a mamish, literally like a, like a sris chama. How can you say that, right? One's functioning properly and one's not functioning properly. Ella says, "Gemara, You're not Ezra's chama. You're like Ezra's chama, and you're going to be uh, kosher. He's fit to marry into the kahal. Says the Gemara. One second. You're telling me that a psuadaka zaser because now you're sterile and you can't have children. And one of the things that makes you be called a petsuadaka is that one of the, the testicles have a hole throughout the whole thing. 
is that taka true? Says the Gemara, I'll tell you a story. There was a guy. He was going up a deck, going up a palm tree, top of Ayin. And something, something poked him. And it impacted. Even though we saw a medical issue with, with pus uh, coming out, which should be this case of a whole through and through, Violet, he was still able to have kids afterwards. So don't tell me they can't have kids, which Gemara gives a, a very simple answer. Gemara says, he did not have kids afterwards. His wife had kids afterwards. And there's a difference. Go check out who this kid's father is. Because we know there's no way this kid had a father. So it must be, it must be the delivery man. It must be that, that there, there was some other guy out there and maybe this kid is Taka Mamdash. The Gemara is not buying this story to upslug what we were saying. Okay. Um, Ravina Mashmur, Buddha says the name is Shmuel. Petsua Daka, Bidei Shamayim, Kosher. If a person has a Petsua Daka, but it's Bidei Shamayim, it's a Kosher. He's allowed to marry in a usual way. The only time a person has a status of a severed aver or an issue with the Beitzim, an issue with testicles, the only time that's a, that's a problem with marriage is when it happened not from birth, not from other things. It happened because uh, you, you were playing ball, you were climbing a tree, something happened externally. That's what caused it. That's when we say, Rava says, That's why it says, that's why the, the Pusik says, a patsua daka, somebody who has a wounded aver or a wounded beitzim. But it does, ha patsua, the wounded person, the patsua daka, means the guy who's always had it. It doesn't say the guy. It says a guy. So the diuk that Rav is making is, if it happened during your lifetime, externally, that's when you're usher to marry him. However, if it happened as a hapatsua, where it's from birth, then you're taka allowed to marry. There's no issue with a woman marrying a guy in, in, in such a case. Okay. We learned to the Braisa, Nemar layove patsua, it says a patsua daka is not allowed to marry. Venemar layove mamzer, it all says layove mamzer. Malambide odom, afkambide odom. Okay, just like a mamzer only comes about through something that, a, that humans did, people actively went ahead and they, they had forbidden relations and that led to him being a mamzer. So too, patsua daka is only coming about through an act of mankind. Okay. Another halacha. Here we go. Amar Rav. Patsua Bakulam. Fascinating. A patsua daka, something that is, we're going to call patsua, you know, petza tachas petza. That's really what it comes from in the Torah. A wound for a wound. That's where the word patsua, patsua daka, right? A wound for a wound. Now, within the, within the word patsua daka, do you see anything about, and I'm, we're going to introduce the sugya, about a male aver, or beitzim, or testicles, it's, and do, do, or is it just understood? Okay? So we're going to get into a very interesting sugya over here. It says, Amar Rava, Patsua Bakulan. You know what Patsua, you know when it's, it could become a problem? 
it's bekulam. It applies to any part of the aver that can impact having children. Dach bekulam, and also this that it's a crushed one. Also, if any parts of the aver of the male organ is crushed or wounded, that it's going to get in the way of making him sterile. Also. Karos and cut off also applies to any part of it that take that it plays an integral role in the ability to have children. Now let's just pause for a for a moment and explain what they are. So you have the aver itself, okay? You have the male member itself. You're gonna have the beitzim, and then there's there's like th- strands. There's like threads that the beitzim hang on also that allow. Um, that that uh, uh, allow the sperm to move up. Okay, so there's going to be three integral part, three main parts to allow for the re- uh, for the reproductive um, uh, abilities. So says the Gemara: Patsua bekula and Patsua, This that it's wounded applies to all of them. Bein shenifza hagid. Whether it's talking about the gid, the 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 gid itself. Bein shenifzu beitzim. Whether it's the beitzim. Bein shenifzu chute beitzim. Or whether it's these strands. Dach. What does dach mean? That it's crushed. Bekulon also bein shenidar agid whether it's the gid itself bein shenidvu beitzim bein shenidchu chutzay beitzim and karos what does it mean cut off also bekulon bein shenichras agid bein shenichrasu beitzim bein shenichrasu chutei ha beitzim okay so the gemara is just clarifying to us that across shivcha petzuadaka all these things are going to apply not only to the aver itself, when we think about it, we have to realize that it applies to the, these three integral parts of the, of, the, uh, uh, of the aver's ability to father, to give birth. If there's an issue with any one of these three that came about externally during the guy's lifetime, that's what's going to forbid him from being Yahweh B'Kal Hashem. One of the Rabbana said to This was all Rabbana's statements. How do you know Patsua Daka means the male member? Listen to this, amazing. Maybe it's your head. Maybe it's your head. How do you know? Patsua Daka. It's crushed. A wound. Maybe if your head gets hurt, if you get a bang on your head, maybe that's what it means. You're not allowed to get married. You had a concussion. Yeah? What do you see anywhere? It's, it's the Aver. Amarlei, so he says to him, I lost the place, I'm sorry. Oh, since the Torah, um, since the Torah does not refer to any generations, okay, it says, in, uh, by, by some of the transgressions to marry, there's an amount of generations that you're not allowed to marry. For example, Amin and Mayav. Ten generation, the tenth generation, um, uh, Mitzri, third generation, by a cross ship, by, by a patsua daka. The second generation is there a problem? No, it's an individual deal, right? It's it's a it's a health thing for the person themselves. So Rabbi says, since the Torah does not talk about you know past him himself. Referring to any future generation, so you see that it's referring to Isamakum. It's not it, it has to do with your ability to reproduce. It has nothing to do with a general wound. In other words, the Gemara is asking very Pasha. We said, where do you see it? He said, I'll tell you. Because 
since we find that, the, <laughs> if we're beyond the guy's head, yeah, would that have anything to do with diarrhea? Everything to do with anything else? With any shaykhs? No. It has to ha- be a part of the body that has a connection to something that's generational. Says the Gemara, okay, fine. But we still know the halacha of a kroshivcha and a petzua daka is only him himself. The maizah doesn't apply to, every, to further generations. You want to tell me, no, it has to apply to further generations, so it has to, must be a part of the body that has to do with, re, that, with the ability to reproduce. But isn't the halacha the next generation is not a problem? Ask the Gemara, I'll tell you. The maizah, the children there aren't a problem. So the answer is, Dumya de kroshivcha, makroshivcha makam. Okay, just like cross uh, shivcha, we know is referring to the male member. So too the patsua daka afainami ba'isamakam. Cross shivcha gufei ma'ed ba'isamakam. We had no cross shivcha. You know that a cutoff is referring to is referring to the uh, male member ema misifse. Maybe it's talking about my lips. Hey, I'm talking about the lips. Yeah, I know. You know, taka talking about something else. So it comes out. Shayfich means it, it things pour out. Yeah, things pour out. Since something pours out of your isay makam with a gush, that's the part of the body. You're gonna have things pour out with a gush. Just because your lips, you might drool saliva, but when it comes, it doesn't come out with a gush. The Gemara says Yeah. Well, people sneeze. That comes out with force. So maybe it means your nose. You can't if you have a crushed nose. You can't get married. Sigmar says, Miksiv Bishfaich. Does it say that it's cut off in his Shifaich? Krus Shifchuksiv. It says Krus Shifcha. What does that mean? Misha al Krisa Shifaich. It's something through its being cut. That's what causes it to come out. Now that doesn't happen to the nose. But without cutting it, then it wouldn't spill, but it would come out with force. In the other, as opposed to the other issues, where either way it's just it's just uh, spilling out. Okay, so we know it's certainly not referring. Uh, we, we, don't, we know it's certainly not referring to the face. Okay. In Masnisa Tana, we learned in Ebrisa, Nemar leyove petzua daka, petzua daka is not allowed to marry in, v'nemar leyove mamzer, ma'alalam b'yisamakam, avkam b'yisamakam. How does a mamzer come about? Because of b'yisamakam. Because of relations that happen because of the reproductive organs. So, so too, the layove, which is said by a petzua daka, has something to do with the reproductive organs, and if I have a choice to choose between the aver or the nose or the mouth, it's going to be the aver. Okay. Period. Now the Gemara is going to get uh, continue getting into, and uh, even after the two dots, we're going to this is we're going to hit biology in a much larger fashion. Here we go. Nikev If there was a hole beneath the atara, beneath the tip, the corona, the the last part, you know, the last uh, area of glands, shekenegde lemalame atara. So the other, where you have a hole where it goes from one side to the other. On, on one side, though, it's underneath the corona, but it pops out on the other side within the corona. Okay, so it's kind of angled. Remember, we said that you, 
you're going to have this status, we learned at the beginning of the daf, if you have a hole that goes all the way through on the beitzim. And the same thing applies here. It has, to go, it has to be a hole that goes all the way through. But what happens if it starts lower and it goes in, it comes out higher on the corona? Is that called going through in a way that's going to be a problem? thought to say that since both ends are not in the issued place, they're not in the, you know, above the corona, he thought to say it's not going to be a problem, but Yeah, any type of hole within the Atara, it's going to be Ma'akev, you're not allowed to get married, and, and um, uh, because you're not going to be able to have children, period, end of, end of that Gemara. Okay, two dots. Um, we're really going to be continuing on, however, because um, that leads us into the next part of the Mishnah, where the Mishnah said, If a, a person has an aver that's cut off, but there's an element of the atara, the crown, the corona, that's still there, so then he's going to be mutter to marry in. Yosef Ravina Ravina was sitting and he asked a shaila searching for information. Meloi hachut sha'amru. This that we said, we need at least a small amount of the corona, a small amount of the tip to be there for him to be allowed to keep being married. This little bit, does it have to be like all the way around? Or, or do you need only according, majority of the way around? Okay, around is... Uh, um, is that the girth, maybe? I think that would be the word. Okay? So, Amar le Rava Tosva le Ravina. Rava Tosva says, Ravina, Malayachot al Pnei Ruba. You should know that when we say in order to still be allowed to be Yavai Bekal, if it's cut off, Malayachot, that means Ruba. Oklape Reisha, however, it, the, the, even though we're saying you only need Rav, it still has to be klape reisha. It has to be towards the towards the uh, tip of the corona. Okay, so meaning it has to be rive rive of it has to be closer to the rest of the aver, as opposed to further away. Meaning you can't have you you can't have the aver until the corona, and then less than rive, and then it becomes more. It becomes majority further away. Sometimes you can have where like, you know, you, you'll have less than majority once you're hitting the corona, but then like further off as you move up the corona, now you have rive of the circumference. It can't be like that. Rive of the circumference has to be mamish as the corona is starting. Okay. Omar Ravuna, Ravuna says, Kekomas Kshera. If the Aver comes to a point like a quill, like a komas, like a pen, Okay, it's going to be uh, he's kosher. He's allowed to be yavi bikal. Kemarzev psula. However, if he's like a marzev, he's going to be puzzle. Now, what's a marzev? A marzev is um, it's uh, picture it to be like the bottom half of a pipe hollowed out. So a pipe is round. Imagine you cut a pipe in half, and now you have the, the you know the the bottom half kind of like a spout. Okay, you can't have like a spout. Um, k- 
Kemarzev, that's going to be puzzle. Okay, what's the difference between a Kumos and a Marzev? Hai Shalit Ba'avira. Vahai Lai Shalit Ba'avira. When it's hollowed out and you have the bottom, so apparently the air is going to get in the way and not allow that type of aver to be able to have children. That person's going to be sterile, so he's going to be usher. But the other one that comes to a tip, kind of like a pen, so the, the air that's going to be there is not going to get in the way, hence he'll be able to have children and be allowed to marry. He says, if it's, you know, the hollowed out on bottom, then it's kosher. For kolmas, like a pen, that's possible. Why? Hi garid, hi loy garid. Okay, it depends how the the um, the zera, the seed is going to come out of the body. Okay, he says I'm less concerned about the air than I am about how much flesh there is protecting it. Omar Rava, Rava says kavase dravhuna mistavra. The first opinion of Ravuna who allowed like a pen and did not allow like a like a half tube, uh, a spout, like a marzev, it, he, his opinion is more logical. Because if you're going to say the problem is how it comes out of the body, it should be the same as a barza, a berez, is a spout, the chavisa of a barrel. Okay, the, a spout of a barrel, the way it worked is it would, they, have, they would have a small hole and then it would become larger. <coughs> Excuse me. It would become larger as it moved down. And therefore, if a person has an aver that's kind of like a pen, if it's like a pen, so even though the, even though Lemaisa, when the aver is going to be inserted into the Isha, into the woman, let's say, granted, since it comes to a tip, the tip is not going to be touching anything, but the other side of the aver will be able to touch and that will allow the body to release zera, and hence, uh, if, hence, if it's like a pen, the, they will be able to father. Okay, Amale Ravina Lemaremar. Ravina says to Maremar, Hachi Amar Marzutra Mishmeder of Papa. Marzutra says the name of her Papa. Hokasa, the halacha is Beka Komos Beka Marzev Kshira. He says, I don't agree with Rava. I say either way it's kosher, either way it's fine. Your letter miu be boyle miu. However, be boyle lematame atara v'loy lemalo. All right. This is only when the um, this is only when the um, the the lack the cut we're going to call it started lamata started beneath the tip of the aver okay um, or I'm sorry yeah miu however here here was the shaila no it's, either way it's allowed. His shayla is, does it make a difference where the cut starts? Does it make a difference if it starts beneath the atara, or does it make it, or is it only, uh, is it only going to be okay, um, or is it even going to be okay if it's on the atara itself? And let's explain. Pshita, it's simple, meaning we know for sure. Dilemaila me atara, that if you have a cut, Taking place, the cut making it shape like a like a pen, let's say, right? When that's happening, and it happens, um, it's pashit that um, uh, what what the halacha is that it's going to be okay, that it's going to be kosher. Why? If you're going to say 
we're dealing with beneath the Atara, and now we're moving towards the, the Atara. Even if the Gid is completely cut off, Nami, we should say that he's, uh, he's allowed to get married. Because again, we said, as long as you have the smallest amount of the Atara, you're allowed to get married. The Ravina, and Ravina was trying to see, Shabushe means to, to confuse him. We're going to translate this as sharpen him. He was trying to sharpen up by making, sometimes you find this Gemara, like the, you have one of the Tamidim or Rebbe saying something that's a little off. And the reason why they're saying it is not because they really felt that was the halacha. They were trying to sharpen their Talmidim. There was a story in the, in the Mosa is a city of Mechasia. Shafye Marbar Ravashi Kekomas. And Marbar Ravashi, who was an expert in, in um, reshaping the Aver to help people who had, who had this, you know, this uh, issue of, of chorus, of being cut off. So um, he, he kind of finagled the Aver to make it look like the shape of a Kulmus, the shape of a pen. And once he was able to help this fellow, have his aver shaped like a pen, the akshare, he told him now he's allowed to get married. Hahu ovdo dahave papadisa, there was also a story in papadisa, istayim guvsa de shivcha zera, and where the, uh, there was a fellow whose zera stopped coming out, the ofik bemokamakatanim, and the, instead of coming out through um, as zera, it, the zera was actually coming out through the uh, through the wrong side, through the wrong side. Okay, so uh, apparently, and this is I was ta- we were, I was talking to a urologist about this a couple weeks ago when we had the original uh, original sugya. He has uh, he said he wouldn't the the way the gemara seems to imply it works is that within the pipe of the aver, so either zera could come out, either seed could come out, or urine could come out. What causes it? So it seems the way the Gemara frames it is that there's a there's like a a membrane type of thing that kind of flaps and and um, helps determine the since the source is coming up from the basin, it's coming up from the testicles, so it kind of guides it out the aver, and there's some sort of membrane there that that. Um, you know, that if Zerah is supposed to come out, it's pushed one way. If Meraglayim, if Yerun's supposed to come out, it's pushed the other way. That's how the Gemara seems to apply. The urologist was telling me that the way he understands it, it's a little bit different. There's no real membrane there. He wouldn't call it like that. But there certainly is at the initial place where the Zerah or the Meraglayim is entering the tube. You know, what determines that really depends on the on the pressure, but be it as it may, this guy, the, his ability to, to have Zerah released got stuffed. There was a traffic jam, and therefore it ended up being passed out in the way that the urine was supposed to go. Sovar Rav Bibi Barabaye Lachshure. So Bibi thought to say that he's kosher, okay? Because, listen, you know, he's not a, he's not a cross shivcha, right? He doesn't, he doesn't fall into these, this is like a new condition. And this condition, the Torah never said, is a, is a problem. Uh, you know, just coming on the other side of the membrane, we'll call it. It's a big deal. Amr of Papi, the puppy says, Mishom de Asu Mimulai. 
because you come from Mimulai, then we know that Abai unfortunately was a, a, young, uh, a young orphan, and he came from a family of people who died young. Um, Rashi tells us he came from the family of Eli, and Eli's descendants had a, a curse put on their family. You come from a family of people who die young, and you're going to say things that are short, meaning things that aren't, it's, it's not, it's not a, a full statement. No, he says, What happens is the, the, um, the Zara is going to stay in its place. It's kind of like cooking, it, it allows it to cook. And if it's not in its place, it doesn't cook. What does that mean? If it comes out through the usual side of the membrane, then it's able to father. If it comes out the other part, where the meraglayim, in the, in the way of meraglayim, it's, you're not able to father children. Hence, you would also be forbidden to be Yavai Bekal. You would not be allowed to, uh, to marry even with, uh, even with this condition. Okay? We're up to Amar of Yehuda Amar Shmuel. Go, go ahead. What's, I'm sorry? I was just asking why indeed was it necessary for him to insult him? Why was it necessary to insult him? Okay. Um, what do you say? I guess he was just kidding around. Did he say he wasn't insulting, he was kidding around. It's a good answer. <laughs> I think there's... Uh, you're... you're uh, very good. I mean, Ken Zion, it's possible. Um, we find this very often in Gemara, though. We find very often in Gemara, you'll have Amairam, they're being very, uh, they're very curt with each other. They're very curt with each other. And I think they, their, their feelings weren't hurt, but when they used these expressions, they were telling their friend, really, think before you talk. Be very careful to know that what you're saying is MS. And it's not coming from a place of preconceived notions. Um, and the way they say it how, is however they say it. But we find that very often. And, and interestingly, they, you know, if they ever do get insulted, the Gemara points it out. And, they, and the, the insulter, very often something, you know, you know, they looked at him funny and you know, he turned a pile of bones, something like that. So... They were very careful. They weren't just spewing insults at each other. But apparently Rav Puppy felt that for somebody of a Baye stature, he should have been more cognizant of what he was saying before then. And therefore he's using these, he's using this, this, uh, strong, this strong expression. He says, listen, you're, com- you're, you're saying short words because you're coming from people who live short lives. You have to think outside of your background and and realize that it's all about the ability to father and since you do have the ability to father it shouldn't be an issue that's that's his response that's a, that's what i think but i think what you're saying is correct too kenzine they're they're you know they're buddies and they're being uh you know uh, they're jesting around but even you know even so you you can say you, it's it's worthwhile jesting when a message is going to be taken and uh, it seems Abayi took this message. It seems Abayi took this message. All right, I get the back. We're going to hold it here. Tomorrow we're going to pick up from Omar Rabbi Yehuda, Omar Shmuel, continuing on with uh, with this topic. All right, I get the Nacht. Have a wonderful night. A good